From KCRW, this is Greater L.A. I'm Steve Chiatakis with a show that connects you to the people and places of Southern California. It's the middle of winter, but you wouldn't know it here in L.A. where it's sunny and in the 70s today. Cooler in the mountains, of course, a little warmer in the valleys. Los Angeles, by the way, is not a winter town. But just like folks in any other non-winter town or, say, Brazil or Australia, you have to hear all of this during the holidays. Of a white Christmas. And, and folks dressed up like Eskimos. Since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Dashing through the snow in a one horse open sleigh. Walking in a winter. Ding. So, L.A. dresses <laughs> for the occasion. I mean, it is Hollywood, right? Christmas trees between palm trees, fake snow on Spanish stucco, or at the outdoor malls. And ice rinks where? Oh, by the beach, of course. <laughs> <laughs> are you embracing L.A.'s nature, or are you fighting it for that holiday feel? L.A. Times columnist and author Pat Morrison is with us, as is retired Channel 4 weatherman and now working comedian, Fritz Coleman, both with us today. Pat, Fritz, thanks for being on. Happy to be here. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. So, Fritz, you're, you're a decades-long weatherman. We start with you. <laughs> How funny is it that L.A. is perfectly fine faking all of this? Um, I, I, it's, it's, the, the thing is, you have to get your signals from somewhere else. There are no seasonal changes to put you in the mood. So the only way you know it's Christmas is August 10th, you'll see the Christmas trees at Bloomingdale's go up. Yeah. That's the only way you'll know. <laughs> yeah, all the way back in August, right? They, they go up earlier each year, it seems like. They do. <laughs> I mean, it has snowed in L.A., though, right? For sure. Yes. They, they've come up with a new word for it called grapple. Uh, have you heard that term? I it have got heard it. Of it. It's 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 not snow and it's not sleep. It's this in between thing that can't make up its mind. And a couple of times a year in the San Fernando Valley, usually the the cities adjacent to the foothills will get what's called grapple or a little snow. But it's very seldom when temperatures are below freezing long enough to get some snow down here. Now Fraser Park, when it hits Fraser Park or below, then you know we're doing well. So. 1944, Steve, there was a snowfall in central L.A. that was substantial enough that they put out postcards of it. Did they really? Wow. Yes. Did, do we have plows in L.A. in case it does? <laughs> we probably don't, right? We don't have any of that. No. No. You And no school closings. <laughs> It's it's the same stuff they use to sweep up the horse poo at the Rose Parade. I think it does double duty. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I guess my question is, most, I would say the... I don't know about the vast majority, but a large part of the world, right, doesn't have snow on Christmas. And yet we have all of these songs about snow and, you know, dashing through the snow and let it snow, snow, snow. I mean, all of that. How did we get here that we have to fake it now? I mean, how come how come it didn't go the other way? Steve. Tin Pan Alley is jerking our chain and has been doing it for a hundred years, <laughs> right? But that's but right. We have I I I will take off on what Fritz said. It's you know the the weather is seventy degrees except instead of a nighttime low, it's a daytime high. And you look 
And you look in the LAPD now, they're wearing long sleeves instead of short sleeves. And, you know, our Santas wear sunglasses because they're cool Santas. And, and if, if we're doing the movie thing, it's, you look at the mountains and you see the snow, it's like you've got the backdrop for the William Tell opera, and in the foreground, it's beach blanket bingo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, and in L.A., uh, it's not a seasonal change. It, it's a mood change. So even though the weather isn't there and, and you know, it, it – uh, Santa's sleigh has to have uh, tires instead of uh, skids. The the it's a mood change, and I really think that people need this time of year just for their mental health more than the weather and whether it's snowing or not. We don't parse it that closely. People just need to take a deep breath and and be caring momentarily. And I, I just think it's so important for us emotionally, even if the weather doesn't cooperate. Well, we should be caring through the year, <laughs> not just to grow well, but I and, digress, and, right? <laughs> and, yeah. and, you know, we all get the questions from people about our weather, and they make fun of us for its consistency. And I'm thinking of when, when President Calvin Coolidge died, the writer Dorothy Parker said, how can they tell? And you kind of were answering that question uh, for yeah. L.A. When how it's winter, how can you tell? How can you tell in, in yeah. L.A.? Pat, yeah. you wrote an article, actually, about the unique ways that Angelinos make Thanksgiving uh, L.A. when we don't have the traditional chill of autumn, right? I mean, we don't even—it's like I saw a, a, a dead leaf that had landed on my doormat. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, fall is in L.A. But this was last week. So it was it was one of those things. It's like, how do you how do you know? Well, it could be the drought, not necessarily the weather. Who knows? I mean, what what is it about? How do how do we make how do we make the season more L.A.? Well, we we are in the thrall, as Fritz pointed out, of the Bloomingdale's calendar. When they bring out winter coats in August, we just roll our eyes and kind of go with the program. But yeah, there's a certain kind of dress that you know has changed. When when women are wearing Uggs and tank tops, it's winter. When they're wearing flip-flops and parkas, exactly. it's summer. Yeah. And, and we just have to be rest assured that everybody in the world wants to be out here. Rather than, sure, it's nice and cold and you can see your breath in Idaho, but they'd rather be out here for Christmas. Let's, um, let's talk about the cosplay that goes on at the shopping malls, right? Because now this is a thing. We have fake snow happening. And we have fake snow, by the way. Didn't they truck in like tons and tons of fake snow to Koreatown and um, for L.A. City Parks. And then we had one, well, it's the malls, right? The Grove and yep. Americana in Glendale. Mm -hmm. They have fake snow that, that's piped out. Let's let's play a little bit of that. I, I caught that in Glendale just last weekend. Now, I can tell you, everybody, when the snow started at the top of the hour, everybody <laughs> just stops for a second and the, 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 the music starts and it's Christmas and um, everybody feels so much more festive right i mean what again if you're not acclimated to weather like that how do you how do you make it all work when my children were growing up they had a very good friend with extravagant parents and for this birthday party they trucked in snow and made a little temporary uh snow ramp in the backyard of this house and it cost $3,000. And then kids could take like a three-second ride on a snowboard from the top of the snow. Wow. You know, I think we really want it to be real Christmas, but there's meteorologically, there's nothing we can do about it. We we have to pry our fingers off that, the, the Hollywood MGM snow concept, because that was fake snow. 
So we're used to living in an MGM kind of world, right? <laughs> Sometimes you drive down the street and you see cop cars and helicopters, and you aren't sure for a second whether it's a real incident or they're shooting a movie. Right. Mm -hmm. So we're very suggestible about Christmas, too. We're very flexible. I think other places like the East Coast are very rigid. We have to have snow or it isn't Christmas. We have to have And then after we've been out here for a while, too, we, 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 we unacclimate to real weather. And so when it gets into the upper 60s, that's a cold snap. So yeah. for some people, it does feel like Christmas. Yeah. yeah no. <laughs> what what are some must hit spots by the way for if you're looking for, you know, winter holiday charm in in Southern California? Well, they used to do uh, Pat, you can back me up on this. They used to do the lights at the Zoo and Griffith Park, which was a very slow drive and it used to be a lot of fun. I don't know if they still do that or not, but that was that'll put you in a good mood. At least they did until COVID, although I don't know how COVID would would govern that, but, but it's still going they on. Still it's do. still going on. Yeah. It's, it's there are very some spectacular charming. Um, uh, Christmas neighborhoods where you have to sign a release form that says you you uh, promise to adhere to the Christmas season decoration mandate, uh, like up in uh, Candy Cane Lane up in Altadena. There's yeah. some really oh yes, with spot. the beautiful cedar trees. It's, it's really gorgeous. Yeah, and yeah. you go down to the water, Huntington Beach. Uh, Newport Beach, the marina, people decorate their, their boats as if they were Christmas trees. Right. The canals, right? In Venice and Long Beach? Oh, yeah. That's cool, too. Yeah, that's really fun. That's really fun. I, I just don't think we have to apologize to anybody for our Christmases. No. No. And we won't, Pat. We will not. Not on this show. <laughs> not in your column or at Fritz's Comedy Act. By the way, Fritz, you are performing. Where are you performing these days? Well, I have a residency right now at the El Portal Theater in North Hollywood through March. Once a month, I do a show on Sunday afternoons there. It's called Unassisted Living. It's about the joy and pleasure of getting old. Yeah. And you'll come and have some fun there. Well, we look forward to it. Happy holidays to you both. Thanks Happy for coming holidays, on. Pat. Love you. You're one of the smartest people I know. You are, Pat. Oh, Fritz, thanks. Look forward to seeing you again soon. And you, you too, Steve. Thank Happy you, holidays Pat. to thanks, you both. Thanks, Steve, so much. Thank you, Fritz. Happy Bye, holidays. Guys. By the way, if you're in the mood for some snow and ice this holiday season, we have a list at our website of places that you can go to get into that holiday feel at kcrw.com GLA. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. And more now of Greater LA from KCRW. I'm Steve Chiotekas. We have moved, by the way, right down the hall to Studio 208B because we needed the room to hear this.
That's jazz trumpet player and composer Arturo Sandoval. Born and raised in Cuba, he has played the musical gamut, but he settled on brass, what you heard right there. And by settled, I mean excelled. I mean went around the world. And he's become world famous, touring the globe with some of the great jazz players of the 20th century. And he's set to perform at the Walt Disney Concert Hall the Saturday before Christmas on the 23rd, something that he has done for many years now. And with me in the studio, Arturo Sandoval. Welcome, sir. Thank you so much. Thank what you for honor. having me. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's my, so nice to have you here. My pleasure and a privilege, and I'm so happy to be here. And you brought the trumpet, obviously, and we're going to have because you Because you asked me. <laughs> we told you to bring the trumpet, Oh, right? yeah, yeah. I right? don't do it voluntarily. You, you know. don't? No, because I, I used to get paid when I play. <laughs> <laughs> I have a few bucks if you and want. I, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll slip I you take, a twenty. I take you whatever you know. But also, you know, play the trumpet in the morning is 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 not fun at all. Is that know? true in the morning? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the trumpet and the player, we we don't we really that's not our best time of the day. You know, you've played un other instruments as well. You, you I, I mean, like little, as, as I mentioned, you ran the musical gamut, right? You, you tried I most play, of them. I play a little bit of percussion. I play a little bit of piano. Piano is, um, I, I, I strongly believe, man. But many years ago, actually, I, I read something in the jazz history book, that was a Miles Davis came to my mentor and hero, Dizzy Gillespie, asking for help, you know, improvisation, all those kind of things. And this is say, yeah, I can help you. Let's move to the piano. I might say, piano? And this is say, yeah, that's the only way I can help you and explain to you what it's all about. And when I read that, I'm talking about, I don't, I don't know, more, probably more than 50 years ago or something. And I, I got that curiosity, you know. And later on, of course, I've been for so many years trying to get around the piano as much as I can. Because I strongly believe that piano is the best, the best music teacher you could have. And you play piano, you? I, I I cannot consider myself a pianist because you know I would love to play Rachmaninoff concerto, <laughs> but I cannot. <laughs> we have one downstairs in our performance studio. I, we could we could go down there if you'd you like. Know, you know, I, I always said it's two ways to play music. You play what you can, or you play what you want. In the piano, I play only what I what, what I can. What you can. I, I I wish I could play what I want. In the trumpet, I got a little more flexibility. A, just a little more flexibility. A little just bit. a little more with the a trumpet. I know. You did settle on the trumpet. I say settle. Because, again, you are an impresario. You are somebody who people look up to. And you also mentioned Miles Davis and Dizzy Gillespie. Have you ever met? Did you meet Diz, Dizzy Gillespie? Dizzy brought me to this country to start with. Dizzy brought you to the country. Yes, sir. But I, I met, we met in 1977. And in 1978, I started playing with him until January 6th of 93. Wow. That he passed away. Yeah. And I traveled with him all over the world. We did a several records together. He was my hero before we met. But after that, he became my mentor, my... He was like a spiritual father to me man, for so many years. Actually, it's a movie on HBO about my life that is very well exposed, the whole story when Dizzy helped me to get a political asylum and he brought me to the U.S. You defected from, from Cuba. 
Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. From the Castro regime. Escape. escape. <laughs> Talk a little bit about that. Tell me how, I mean, how that, because that, that couldn't have been easy. Oh, no, not at all. But the people, some people, I mean, when you came, I always say the same, when I could. <laughs> when you could. I, I wish I could came way before. But, um, but um, you know, God organized the things in the way he believe is the best for us and that's why my wife always tell me never complain you know we get here when god wants did you feel threatened it is it's a long story because it is it's very sad when you I, I actually the information you say in the beginning we're here for 34 years we get here in actually it left cuba in 89 but we get here in the beginning of of 1990 1990. But it's sad when you have to leave your own land, you know, your homeland. You have to leave it because you have no choice. Otherwise, you're going to lose your life completely. And um, and for 34 years, uh, nobody can mention my name. They cannot play my videos. They cannot play my music in my home country. There, um, nobody's allowed to even say my name. It's forbidden. It's completely, 100%. Did you one, ever, one did you ever was, meet Fidel Castro? I met him once because of Dizzy Leslie. Dizzy really? told me that he wanted to meet him, and um, I brought Dizzy to his uh, office. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what was that, that was like? funny. That was funny story because uh, the main reason that Dizzy wanted uh, to meet him was... To talk to him about me, but he never pay attention. And and uh, every time that this he say, this guy, this that, blah 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 blah. He he said, you would like to come here on vacation? <laughs> that was why he replied. You know, <laughs> he never acknowledged. He never never look at me at all, because in Cuba, when you got a little brain to think, and you are an artist or or, or a personality or whoever can talk, and some people can listen to. You're not, you are not their favorite people at all because they love the people that they can control 100%. Yeah. And they have no opinion, no, you know, no Critical criteria, thinking. no criteria at all. You cannot have a criteria. You aren't just a horn player, you're a composer as well. You have composed a lot of music. Yeah, I think that's probably the the most beautiful thing uh, about a legacy legacy that you can left, you know, after you part. Because um the people going to remember you and hear your recording and thing but uh, you, if you write a good piece of music that going to be there forever, you know. You're playing Disney Hall, right? On the 23rd. Yes, sir. You've done this for how long? I've been doing that for quite a number of years, which is a, it's a big privilege because, you know, and so far every year we got a full house, man. You said this is going to be a swinging one, though. What does swinging mean? Uh, okay, you want me to tell you what is swinging? <laughs> I would love for you to do, give us an idea of swinging. Okay.
Bravo! Swinging holiday at the Walt Disney Concert Hall with Arturo Sandoval, jazz impresario, and trumpeter. December 23rd. 23rd at Walt Disney Concert Hall. 8 p.m. 8 p.m. If you want to go, hurry up, because uh, (laughs) I heard about, I'm I'm serious, uh, very few tickets left. Arturo Sandoval. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for playing My for pleasure. us. My pleasure. My pleasure. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you, sir. Okay, man. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. <laughs> Feliz Navidad. <laughs> That was just lovely. Oh my gosh, like tingly lovely. It was really, really nice to have him in the studio for that. Hope you enjoyed it. That's going to do it for us this evening. Coming up in just a moment, Today Explained, and journalist Tim McDonald says, what made the big UN climate conference in Dubai successful was the same thing that made climate activists skeptical about the conference in the first place. Its host was an oil executive. That's next on Today Explained. Tomorrow, right here on The Business, the writer, director, and the producer of Past Lives, Celine Song shares how she used her script as a seduction technique to attract funding for her debut feature. You'll also hear from the producer as well. Join us online anytime at kcrw.com slash GLA. Share a story idea. Grab the podcast. You can get the show on the go anytime. And while you're there, How about a contribution to the radio station, a place for discovery, a place for community, a place for trust and connection, whether it be one of all the programs that we feature, music shows, podcasts, weekly dives into food and culture. This is a place that belongs to you. And during our season of giving back, it's a perfect time to do it here at the end of the year, a tax-deductible contribution at kcrw.com slash give and become a part of this special place. You're already a part of the place. Now just become an active participant in it as well. And thank you for your support. Juliana Mayo, Zoe Matthew, Kelsey Gante, Eddie Sun, Sue Margulies, Phil Richards, Amy Ta, Carlos Ramirez, Michael Vogel, and Christian Bordall all helped run this evening's episode. I'm Steve Chitakis. Thanks for the year. Have a great night. Have a great night.